This is Center Stage, putting your firm in the spotlight by highlighting business owners and other industry experts to help take your firm to the next level. Hey everyone, and welcome to Center Stage. I'm your host, John Henson, and this week talking about um, perhaps a, a tool that you may have forgotten about or you may not use as much as you used to now, especially with uh, the rise in, in digital marketing and, and digital sales and all of that. But your phone can still be a great tool. It can still help you convert those leads uh, and it can help raise your conversion rate, especially if you found that it has been lagging your marketing efforts, uh, whether it's SEO or anything like that has just not been working out for you. Um, and so to talk about that, I have the phone sales doctor, Chris Mullins, uh, here to join us this week. Chris, thanks for taking some time out. Thanks so much, John. I appreciate it. Yeah. So before we jump in, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you become uh, to be known as the phone sales doctor? <laughs> well, uh, so Chris Mullins with the IntakeAcademy.com. And I, I started myself in inside sales like 25 years ago, maybe even a little bit more than that. And then I just started doing a lot of training um, and did it for conferences. And before you knew it, people were calling me and saying, can you do it for us? And it kind of just kind of took on a life of its own. And then I belonged to a lot of um, marketing companies and marketing associations and that sort of thing and events. And there were a bunch of lawyers there and they heard me talk and they, before I knew it, they wanted to learn more because these were the lawyer, the, the, the clients for us are lawyers that spend money on marketing. The ones that spend the money on marketing, they know they need to do it. Those are the clients for us because we're basically the marketing insurance policy for them. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So in your opinion, I mean, why has the telephone just kind of become a forgotten tool in sort of a sales strategy? Yeah. I mean, the businesses, law firms, all kinds of businesses, they still use the phone as, as a tool, but they don't look at it as a sales and marketing tool. That's, that's the difference is on their on their marketing list of to-dos shouldn't just be about the campaign that they're doing and the, um, you know, tracking numbers and all of that. It should also be uh, the intake sales department and it should be focused on them. And do they know what you're doing and they do, do they know the marketing campaign you're doing so they can be ready to handle those calls. And it's not like that. And I think the telephone has just always been a piece of office equipment for hundreds of years, but it started out with receptionists and secretaries and most businesses look at those roles as, you know, kind of like it's not the right language, but they call them like the gal Friday. Mm -hmm. And they just look at them as the gals in the back of the room. And they never really got to the place of, hey, these are really professional people. And without them, you don't really have a law firm. So it's just uh, I think I think face to face, nose to nose and toe to toe sales is a lot more exciting and they look at that as a very important role, but not really the telephone. Yeah. And, and you know, it was something that, I mean, even we on our end um, kind of didn't realize until later on, you know, in, in terms of, you know, all the leads that we get in, you know, for a while we were kind of focused on, well, hey, we've got an email address. I think that's fine. But what we've learned is that, you know, sure, getting an email address is good, but getting that phone number and being able to call someone and, and have mm -hmm. a more direct conversation has so much more value to it just in terms of building that rapport. 
Well, the, the telephone, you know, to have the most effective communication, you need to have face-to-face communication. Again, nose-to-nose, toe-to-toe. That gives you 100% communication skills. Yeah. The telephone, you lose over 50% of it. But the telephone is a fast, easy tool that everybody has with them all the time. And it humanizes the relationship immediately as soon as you hear the voices. Yeah. Um, the thing is, we've, we've kind of gotten, I, I think we've gotten a little bit lazy with uh, just texting and, and email. And we forgot to build relationships. And the businesses that build the relationships, those are the ones that will stay on top. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's that's one of the focuses that we've had. We um, I, we released uh, a 10 year anniversary video a few weeks back. And, and in one of the in part of the video, our, our CEO was talking about how just a focus on relationships has just been key to our success over the last 10 years. And and another point to that, you know, people change their email address all the time. But the phone number is something that people tend to keep their entire life. Yeah you know, because it's just so attached to you. Um, so you, you talked about receptionists and just kind of how um, you didn't say this directly, but it just, they, they weren't as valued as they could have been still mm-hmm. pre- perhaps aren't. Um, so let's start just kind of at the beginning of the entire process. You know, someone calls a law firm, CPA office, accountant office, whatever it is, and they're interested in working with that firm. What is the first thing that the receptionist should be doing in order to start that process of converting to a client? Well, the very first thing is um, like the first 30 seconds of the phone conversation. It's really like the initial greeting. It's like you need to have like a wow greeting. You need to. It's not just the words. It's your voice and your tone. So welcome to ABC Law Firm. This is Chris speaking. How can I help you? So it's got to be like, wow, Um, the words are definitely important. But even if you didn't say welcome and you just said, you know, thank you for calling ABC Law Firm. This is Chris speaking. How can I help you? That's what you need to do. You've got to sound like, honestly, like you love your job. Yeah. Because a lot of times we we go ahead as consumers and we do business with companies on the phone or face to face. And we're communicating with people that don't like their job. And you can tell you got to love your job. You got to sound like you love your job. That's the beginning. Yeah. And so basically, so if I heard you right, you shouldn't answer the phone by just saying law firm. Cause I've had that happen. <laughs> no. Yeah. I've had that happen multiple times. And I, I just, I've never understood that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So crazy. No law firm. When you just go law firm, it says you're busy, you're in a hurry and you don't have time for me. Right. That's but also, like for me, on the other end, it's like, did did I call the right place? Like, I know I right. called you don't a know. law firm, yeah. mm-hmm. but I know there's a bunch of other law firms in town. Did I did I call the right place? So yeah, I just I've never understood that one. So all right, mm-hmm. so we've established a warm greeting. We're excited about our jobs. What needs to happen next? So um, the person they'll say whatever it is that they're calling for. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, if it's a law firm, they had an accident or. They're getting a divorce or DUI or mass torts, um, social security disability, veterans. It doesn't really matter the practice area. The prospect will have their initial question that they're calling for. Like, you know, I had a car accident. I don't know what to do. And then um, the, the first responder is what I call them, the director of first impressions, the first person that answers the phone. They just want to um, provide empathy immediately and then just say, uh, may I ask your name? You know, so I'm so sorry to hear that it sounds terrible. Uh, may I ask what your name is, please? And then get the person's name so you can control the conversation at the beginning. Do not answer their question. 
That's not what your role is. Your role is just to get their name, use their name in the conversation, um, and then say to them, I'm going to ask you some questions to see how I can help you. Would that be okay? So get permission to ask questions. They'll say yes. You, you know, it's different at every law firm or business. Some people have the, the receptionist handling everything, but others will have the receptionist and then transfer to the right person. So depending on that scenario, you can then transfer the call and say, I'm going to transfer your call to an intake specialist and they're going to take excellent care of you. Would that be okay? And you wait for them to say yes. And then you transfer the call. You do a trust transfer, which means you're making sure that person safely and quickly got into the hands of the correct person. Your job's not done till you know they've landed properly. And when you know they've landed properly, then you can go off and take care of the next call. Yeah. And and I mean, and and as you're talking, I I think one of the things that I, I think one of the reasons that, that some people struggle with that is that it's it's a lot easier to detach yourself from that interaction when you can't see that other person. So like if that if that interaction's happening face to face, it's a lot easier to provide that personal care to say, hey, I'm gonna make sure I get you to the right person. Hang on just a second. I'm gonna go get them. Whereas on the phone, you can't really see them and all of a sudden you may not be a hundred percent focused on that. But to your point, as kind of transition here just a little bit, you're big on mindset. And mm-hmm. I think having the right mindset plays a huge part in making sure that each phone interaction is almost as, as close to mimicking an in-person interaction as possible. So talk for a little bit about like just the kind of role that having the right mindset plays in these phone interactions. Well, I mean, the first thing is your mindset has got to be focused on the fact that you you love your job. Even if it's not the job you're going to be at for the rest of your life, right now at this time in your life, you are at this job and you you love it enough that you're going to give it 150% until you're not there and you go somewhere else. So you're just going to give it everything you have. So that's the beginning of your mindset. And then the next is that you are the advocate for this person. So you're, you're the one that's going to get them to the right place and you have to do everything that you can to do that. So if you have that mindset that that's what your role is, even to the point of, say, you transfer a call and Mary didn't get to the right person because they're not available, your job is to get that call back. And maybe you're taking a message for somebody as a last resort, but then your job is also to make sure that person returned the call. So your mindset is like, follow them all the way, make sure that they've taken care of you are their advocate. It's not, it's not, um, it's like a job, but you're the advocate. You're there to help them and take care of them and make sure that they're quickly taken care of. So that's really the mindset. And you can just, it's important that you learn the skill of visualizing. So if you can just visualize the conversation as you're there, like it's a movie and you're sitting there with the person in their living room or wherever it is, then it'll make it more real for you because you can see them as they're telling you whatever the situation in this story is. Yeah. So then, you know, what, what sort of advice do you have for a business owner who might have to basically start at, at square one with their, with their front desk staff and, and making sure that they have this mindset, you know, where it's like, you're not just answering the phones, you're almost a, a concierge following them from point A to point Z, you know, what, how can, how can a business owner, you know, talk to their front desk staff or motivate them to, to get into that mindset? Well, the business owner has to believe that that's what they want. They have to believe that that's, 
important. They have to buy into it themselves versus just kind of talking about it. So if the business owner really embraces it and wants it and buys into it, then all they have to do is share that with like from the moment that you do your interviewing process, you have to talk about it during the interviewing process to see if that's the right person. And then when you, you bring the person in and they are the right person, then you got to keep talking about it and training and coaching on it while they're working there. You can't just like mention it in the exciting moment of everybody's looking for a job and it's the dream job and we're all happy and you're selling them. And then boom, they, they pull in the parking lot and they start and walk across the threshold and it's like a helium balloon. Everything's gone and <laughs> nobody knows what happened or how they got the job and why are they there? So um, you have to really want it as an owner and believe that it should and can happen and maintain it all the way throughout the relationship. And then the rest will be easy. Yeah. So then that, that kind of raises another question then, because I, and we've seen this a lot over the last year, people are, people are changing jobs really quickly left and Mm -hmm. right. They, they will bounce as soon as a potentially better looking offer comes along. So how does, you know, a, a constantly changing staff affect a business's ability to kind of keep providing that good level of customer service? Oh, it, it affects it. I mean, first off, if your, your staff, is, staff is constantly changing, then you already have bad customer service mm. because that means that they're not happy. And so, and things are not stable and there's no training and coaching and whatever we said in the interview wasn't true and it's not really happening day to day. So you already have bad customer service and, um, and, and that, that affects everything. It affects team members because you're overloading the team members that are staying and they're getting burnt out and they're being resentful. And um, then you have to keep trying to find new people. The cost of a revolving door of trying to hire people is enormous, but nobody really tracks it. They just like trying to get warm bodies and seats is what they're trying to do. They're not really paying attention. So it's really no different than it's always been. It's always been take care of your staff, take care of your team, team first. You take care of your team, they will take care of you. They will follow you into any battle. They will therefore take care of your prospects and clients and everything's fine. But if you don't take care of them, everything falls apart, just like it is, always has been, and is now even worse. Right. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I I just like, I have so many, so many different ideas kind of swirling around in my head now because it's, it's different angles that, you know, I had not thought about yet. I mean, in talking about just from a cultural standpoint and, and just them enjoying their job then reflects on, you know, how that relationship goes over the phone. And so I want to kind of circle back, um, you know, kind of to the broader conversation. And if you've already said this, it's fine, because I think it bears repeating. But just kind of broadly speaking, you know, we've talked about how, um, you know, the, the front desk person, they start that interaction, and they should be following and making sure that that caller gets to where they need to go. So mm-hmm. later on, you know, what role at, you know, kind of towards the end, how does, how does the, the receptionist, you know, play a part in finally getting that client to sign on the dotted line to say, Hey, I'm going to work with this firm. You know, where, where does that receptionist fit in, in that final piece? Well, if it's, if it's a business, 
regardless of the business type, if it's a business that has the receptionist closing, mm-hmm. um, then, you know, it's, it's no, it depends on who's closing. So if it's the receptionist closing, um, I mean, I don't recommend that we do it that way. I recommend that it's better to have receptionists giving the first impressions and, and taking care of that person to get them to the right person. And then the next person, whether it's intake or inside sales or customer service, they close that person. But it's basically assumptive language. Mm-hmm. And it's just, okay, Mr. Smith, this is definitely something that we can help you with. And here's how we're going to begin is I'm going to email you right now while you're on the phone or a DocuSign. And I'm going to show you, I'm not going to leave you. I'm going to show you exactly how to fill it out and to initial it, make sure that I get it back because we cannot begin to help you until we receive it back. So it's very important that I stay with you right now. And uh, so go ahead. I won't talk while you're taking care of it. I might say a couple things just to make sure you know I'm still here. And then I'm going to answer your questions. And then I'm going to get you scheduled to speak to the attorney or the, you know, sales account executive or the case manager or the client services team, whatever it is. So it's, it's just strong, assumptive language. Everybody has to assume in their mind that when you receive a phone call, that is a lead from the marketing and the, the huge marketing dollars that are being spent, they want to do business with you. Because if they didn't, they wouldn't have called. So just close them. Right. Yeah. And, and I think even if it's not a receptionist doing that, if you have like a dedicated salesperson, that's just mm-hmm. some really good uh, advice right there. And so, uh, yeah, that kind of is a great uh, segue into kind of starting to wrap it up here. Um, you know, you have all kinds of good advice like that. You have some uh, ongoing training. You have uh, your own expert interview series. Talk a little bit about that. How can people uh, get in touch with you, learn more about you and, and everything that you've got going on? Yeah, um, the best way to get in touch with us is you can go to intakeacademy.com. And one of the things that when you go there for you, um, you can download my book for free, um, a free PDF of my book. So, you know, you should just do that anyway. And the other cool thing is when you go there is on the homepage, there is a video, which is like 45 minutes to an hour, a Zoom video recording of a real actual intake sales coaching training class that I delivered. So, I mean, you could just take that and (laughs) write down all kinds of notes and just use it for your own team, like immediately. Um, So that's one way. The other is um, you would email me directly, which is phone success doctor, P-H-O-N-E success, S-U-C-C-E-S-S doctor. It's spelled out D-O-C-T-O-R at gmail.com. And um, that's how you can get in touch with me. But um, one of the things I just just wanted to add, John, is if, if somebody asked me, whether it be um, managing partner, CEO, CFO, um, manager of whatever the department is, if they said, hey, Chris, what's the single most important thing I can do to improve conversion in my business right now? Only tell me one thing, Chris. Yeah. I will tell you one thing. And there's just one thing that you need to do at a minimum. Immediately figure out, check the laws in your state first, but figure out how to get your calls recorded. So yes. record just your prospect calls. You don't have to record everything. You don't, that's just a waste. You don't need to do it. Just record your, your lead generation calls that you're spending marketing dollars on, record them, and then do what we call RMFD, record, monitor, feedback daily. Record them and listen and give feedback. If you just did that, even if you weren't good at it, if you just did it, it's like what you focus on expands what gets measured gets done. Yeah. And by doing that, you will improve your conversion. And if you're really good at it, 
you could maybe improve your conversion by 40%. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And normally, you know, normally the last question is if you had one piece of advice, what would it be? <laughs> but I think you beat me to it and that yeah, is totally fine. I love it. Um, that That's always great. Um, and I, I'm always interested in just ways that people can improve their marketing, uh, right. improve their conversions, and you definitely have uh, a good system there. So uh, take, uh, check out intakeacademy.com. Uh, you can have that uh, URL in the show notes. I also have Chris's email in the show notes as well. So you can reach out to her directly, uh, download the book, check out the, the Zoom class that she has there free. Um, and yeah, definitely figure out how to record your calls and just keep checking in with your team and just make sure that they're doing everything by the book, that they're having good, genuine interactions with people. And and you should start to see uh, some change if that is not currently happening in your office. So that is going to do it for us this week. Thank you for uh, continuing to rate and review the show. Uh, All the other feedback that you're sending, I really do uh, appreciate it. And that's going to be it. Chris, thanks so much for joining us this week. My pleasure. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye, John. Thanks for listening. To learn more, go to spotlightbranding.com slash center stage.